in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy as always, heard everywhere, anywhere you go, on the iHeartRadio app, and you can take us with you everywhere you go and watch us at the same time. Don't do it while you're driving, though. Yeah, don't, don't do weird things while you drive. It's a bad idea. That's, that's, that's crimes. I was behind someone earlier today that I am fully convinced never actually looked at the road. I passed them. Their phone was directly in front of their face, mm-hmm. sitting on the steering wheel. Oh. It's like, it's hey! the worst. We're doing stuff. <laughs> Could you please pay attention? You have responsibilities here. Please get off the phone. Uh, you can get us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so you can get into the chat with us. And more importantly, you can tell Jeremy how wrong he was yesterday in the daily draft and give me the first pick. In today's so far, not going draft. your way, yeah, and I don't sure. think it's going to go your way. You don't think so? Well, you don't have a tight end. There's no hole on either <laughs> roster except you don't have a tight end. Well, thanks, Mr. Jerky McJerkface. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, yesterday, daily draft of the AFC West fantasy teams. You can vote on that. Winner of the, uh, of the draft yesterday gets the first pick in today's daily draft, which we will be uh, concluding the divisional drafts with the NFC West to kick off the third hour of the program. Caleb Peak will be joining us at the 4 o'clock hour, as he uh, does every week. Just a little bit of a schedule change here. He was out of town yesterday, so he's back. And we will get into the uh, Make Me Care segment of the week about baseball, wrapping up the trade deadline and looking forward to the second half of the season with Caleb at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Also, Jeremy, uh, I did not see this, but you found where some people at ESPN went through and came up with some suggestions on how to restructure college football. They reimagined college football, and I think some of their ideas are brilliant. And that leads into the 12 Bones Brilliant Smokehouse question of the day. What rule change would you make immediately in college football? Mm -hmm. I've come up with a few. Okay. All right. We'll talk about reimagining college football coming up in the four o'clock hour of today's program uh, as well. And to kick off the program, though. Well, we've also got something else important that you didn't mention. In the five o'clock hour, uh, we are yes. joined by Keenan Nesbitt. He is a member of the community outreach unit of the Buncombe County Sheriff's Office. He has an announcement of things with with school-aged children that the Buncombe County Sheriff's Office is doing, and I interviewed him for that. And it, First of all, incredibly impressive guy. Mm-hmm. 
has all kinds of ideas. Despite I just, being a Florida Gator fan. Despite being a Florida Gator fan, yes. <laughs> all right, so we will He have, is exponentially smarter than every than any person I've ever met affiliated with Florida Gator program. All right, we will have that interview coming up for you in the 5 o'clock hour. I apologize for leaving that out of the rundown here. Kick off the program on this wonderful Friday with a little bit of but what? I got a question. Uh, what? Uh, how many? Uh, how many plays last night did you watch? Uh, about six. Oh, I I beat that aggressively. It was about six plays. Uh, so we have a we have a group chat with a bunch of people that that watch the show. And Stephen Tao asked, "Who is playing quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars?" Of course, somebody that Jeremy probably knows way too much about. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, as I, it's just since you did mention that, yes, I do know a lot about Jay Gluton. Still believe he can be a quarterback in this league. You were so in love with him. I'm still in love with him. I'm still in love with him. I think he's a good backup. Stop that. He a beaver. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's about six plays. So you That's gleaned. So, so you gleaned nothing of last night. No, you think it just doesn't matter in the least. It doesn't at all. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, because I saw something last night that it would be unsettling if I pulled for one of those teams. It would be encouraging if I pulled for the other. Mm-hmm. Last night, the Hall of Fame game, Las Vegas Raiders with the big victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 11 but what did you see I could care less about the score mm-hmm. to, to be honest with you I didn't even know the score until this morning Jacksonville looks very disorganized the Raiders don't mm-hmm. if you're a Bronco fan you should have seen nothing last night that made you feel warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. because that team looks like a well-oiled machine and that is something that you can glean from preseason games teams that look just completely lost and I know it's early. I'm not. Uh, I'm casting no aspersions on Jacksonville. I'm saying it is very impressive how cohesive the Raiders looked. Okay, but is that not to be expected? No, it's not. You don't expect that a team with a new head coach and 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 all of that. They both have new head coaches. I understand that. Hang on, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that was in complete turmoil last year got the new head coach they don't have any they don't have trevor lawrence playing there's no travis etn i don't care i'm not talking about how they looked i'm not i'm not talking about the talent i'm talking about their half of jacksonville's roster looked like they did not understand how to play football ah they were out of position Uh, there there was a touchdown from the raiders where it looked like nobody for jacksonville understood what lane integrity was Mm -hmm. it was not a good look it was not a good look at all and what would really bother me is what I heard Chris Collinsworth say at least twice. Josh McDaniels and Doug Peterson called each other and said, we're going to keep this Simple. basic, right? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're simplify everything. Right. If that's simplified, I can't wait to see how bum-fuzzled you look when it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, But early, I will say the Raiders, the Raiders looked impressive, and it does tell me something that Josh Jacobs played in that game what every other player for the Raiders was in mothballs Josh Jacobs wasn't mm-hmm. you know what that tells me Josh McDaniels has no loyalty to him there's a full whatsoever on, are you saying there's a full-on competition I'm gonna say competition I'm gonna say the Raiders will look like the New England Patriots that's exactly what it's gonna look like and I think part of that is to be expected because you got Josh Jacobs you've got Kenyon Drake they just drafted Zamir White you've got you've got horses you don't have mm-hmm. to 
you don't have to put everything on Josh Jacobs to be successful in the running game. Based on what I saw last night, Josh Jacobs fell three solid rounds in fantasy football drafts really? for me. Mm-hmm. He did. I, I, that's the only thing I gleaned from last night where I actually had to revise. Mullet's money-making draft kit. <laughs> Comes out on Monday. Nice. And it's been named now. Interesting. I'm mullet. Mm-hmm. It's money-making. It. We, we get it. It's a draft kit. We get it. Ta-da. <laughs> That'll be coming out on Monday. But Josh Jacobs playing so much in the first preseason game. So you believe that that is just a sign that his workload is not going to be great. That tells or, me or that as the, great. That tells me the team does not value you in the least. Mm-hmm. In the least, you're just an ancillary running back to them, which I think is misguided. But it's not that surprising. Okay, I mean he is in the last year of of his contract. Well, I mean, you shouldn't pick up the fifth-year option. I didn't glean that much from that. It would make him like the fifth-highest-paid running back in the league. Mm-hmm. So I I don't care about that. It does bother me that you trotted him out there. If you think he's clearly the one, you would not have seen him last night. Right. Name me another player on that team that you definitively know what they are, and they played. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's not one. Yeah. So that, that tells me pretty much everything i need to know okay so uh the las vegas raiders will be the the new headache at uh running back for fantasy football <laughs> yay we got another one of those i want none with. of it i want zero of it mm-hmm. i have zero and it will stay that way yep uh trayvon walker he got his first nfl sack last night how about that oh, let me react to that whoa <laughs> I just can't. I can't get excited. I can't get excited about preseason football. You said the Jacksonville Jaguars looked disjointed and they didn't look like they they, they had you know they belonged on a football field in the NFL. First preseason game doesn't matter. There's, I'm telling you, as a fan of a team that has, I've walked away from more first jet preseason games the same way I walked away from last night. I bet I've done that ten times. Almost invariably, those seasons do not go as well as I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. You can glean things from the preseason, and people will tell you you can't. Or it's you either don't watch it close enough to see this, or you don't understand what you're saying. I'm not telling you you're going to look at a guy and go, "Oh, he's so good." No, but you can you can gain institutional things mm-hmm. from teams. Mm-hmm. A couple of a uh, couple of couple of really good plays last night from Zamir White. I did pick up on that. He's fine. He's a running back. Yeah. Ooh. And he was playing against a bunch of guys that'll probably be selling insurance in about well, three there weeks. Is, there is that. I mean, obviously, we know what a playmaker he is coming out of Georgia, but he's got the hands. He's got the hands. He's got the speed. He's got all of the tools to be. The next great running back of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Colin Green said something in our YouTube comments that I want to touch on. He was talking about Chad Moma, mm-hmm. who was a guy that we talked about in the pre-draft process at nauseum. said it looked like he was injured. He played faster in college. So I, I, I'm glad you said that because I want to touch on that. It looked like, if you remember when I talked about Jacksonville, I said, I want to see how this transformation into the 3-4 looks because they have a lot of pieces that I don't know how they fit in that. What I saw was a lot of players that are not playing on instinct. 
they're having to think about every single thing they do, which tells me one of two things. Either the installation of the defense is nowhere near where it should be because you should not be doing that at this point. Or the 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 square peg in the round hole is not going to work with some of these guys. That's what I saw. Okay. And you can glean those things from the preseason. It's why preseason matters. Mm-hmm. It's why we do it. It's why it exists. <laughs> uh yeah, by the time by the time I was able to sit down and actually ingest some of the uh some of the football goings on last night, it was just it was blatantly obvious that nobody cared about what was going on on the field. They had these long interviews with the Hall of Fame guys, Tony Baselli talking about the 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 recording that he got from his dad that his wife had oh, made that was a, a, that was oh great. it was a great story I'm I'm not saying it's a bad it you know I'm just saying it's clear that NBC did not give a flip about what was going on on the field well it's a preseason I mean, it's the Hall should. of Fame game that's why exactly. you do it uh, I will ask you a, a a trivia question that that I found out last night mm-hmm. do you know how many seasons Tony Baselli played in the NFL eight seven seven there have only been 10 players in NFL history that have ever made the Hall of Fame and played less games than he did. Really? Mm-hmm. Or played less seasons, I'm sorry. There was a time where seasons were like six games long, mm-hmm. so there are a slew of guys that played less games than him. Right. Only 10 played less seasons than he did. That's impressive. Otto Graham is one of them. Uh, Ernie Nevers is one of them. Doak Walker is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of guys that I have never heard of because they played in like 1912. <laughs> right. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We've got, uh, well, you got, we got to put our eye on one injury story in the NFL. The defending Super Bowl champions quarterbacks a little dinged up. We'll talk about that up next. Roots and wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. When I finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family i went in told them what i was looking for told them my budget and in no time i was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle they have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified nissans they go through a 167 point inspection so you know it's not gonna let you down they gave me the carfax report so i know the history of my vehicle and the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. 
Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Oh, are you seeing these readings? This is incredible. Short-staffed Marco's Climate Research Facility is in the eye of the storm. The atmospheric pressure to find more weather specialists is mounting. Man, this is going to be a big job. We're going to need a bigger team. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. It's back. Countdown with Keith Olbermann, the podcast. Starting Monday, August 1st, a new episode every weekday morning. Political commentary beholden to only one special interest group, facts, plus sports. Did you know I used to do sports? And the worst persons in the world. New episodes every weekday morning. Listen to Countdown with Keith Olbermann on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. The sportsocracy. One thing that you're going to have to remember, one most important factor, is to protect your quarterback, me. The Los Angeles Rams appear to be doing just that, protecting their quarterback. Matthew Stafford dealing with some elbow soreness. There's an issue with the elbow. They say he did have to undergo some sort of a procedure wasn't necessarily a surgery. They said it was more of a PRP type deal. I don't know what that means. Is that like the product replacement plan that you buy from Best Buy? Is that is that a thing? Like, I, <laughs> do you know what that means? What is a PRP type deal? I have no idea. I, like, is that a scope? Is that I don't know. But he did have to undergo some sort of a uh, procedure to deal with the tendon soreness, bursitis, whatever the heck it is, tendonitis that he's dealing with. He's been taking it light all season or all preseason long. Didn't throw at the mini camps. And I don't think he really threw at all in training camp until earlier this week. But all the footage that I've seen from this week's practices, he looks fine. Firing the ball. Are you? Oh, it's platelet-rich plasma. There you injection. go. There you go. The, like I said, product replacement plan. GTS. <laughs> Thank you for Jason Trump and Kevin Vick. They lived by a very basic tenet of this show. GTS. Right. Does this make you nervous? No, it doesn't. I think you're being short-sighted there. Maybe so. There are certain things that there are certain injuries that bother me mm-hmm. because they don't ever seem to get better. Those soft tissue injuries on on any form of weapon, receivers, mm-hmm. running backs, even corners, safeties, those make me nervous. Mm-hmm. 
this makes me nervous. And it, and it does for a, a slightly bizarre reason. Okay. When you have to dig this deep to explain what it is, that makes me, that scares me. When you're having to go, well, this is kind of like the thing that happens to baseball pitchers. That sounds horridly bad. Right. It's one thing if you just say a guy's got arm atrophy or the, the he's just worn out, the, the arm is sore. When you start having to dig into this is what happens to baseball pitchers. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like that at all. A week into camp. That's terrifying to me. Because that just seems like something that's going to hang around for an extended period of time. And it could be a thing that lasts for a while. It lingers throughout the season, but... It's not like Matthew Stafford hasn't hasn't played with discomfort before. Well, I mean, I'm sure he was very uncomfortable in Detroit because he was running for his life. But I I think it's it is more cause for concern than you seem to be mm-hmm. giving it. I mean, I'm not saying I would. I'll put it this I'm way. Not, I not, would not, rather have heard I broke a finger. Mm-hmm. I broke a finger. It's going to take four weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. This is one of those nebulous things that I just don't like. Because it, it it lingers around. And it makes me think, you're going to see more of Cam Akers than people want to let on. I thought that before this, mm-hmm. looking at the construction of the offensive line and different things that they did in the offseason. And now this pretty much tells me, yeah, you're not, that, that Cooper Cup year last year, uh, not happening. Right. Well, I mean, that was part of a necessity. They had to air it out last year because Cam Akers got hurt. Cam Akers tore the ACL, and, you know, God love him, but you're not going to lean, you know, a you know 60% of the game plan on Daryl Henderson. I'm not as convinced of that. I, I, I'm really not. I think it just worked. And they didn't really have, they were not a great running team. They were fine. Mm-hmm. It's overstated that they weren't good at it. But it was it was a rare season. And now I just look at Matthew Stafford and go, if you're going to have elbow issues, it's hard to repeat anyway. I'm not saying you're not going to win the division. I don't care if John Wolford played every game. I'm still not sure that I wouldn't take the Rams to win this division. I don't know about that. You went to the Super Bowl with Jared Garf. So, I. Uh, I'm fine. Oh, come on. Is there not a big difference between John Wolford and Jared Garf? It, it depends on it depends on your definition of big. <laughs> There's so many different ways I could take this and uh-huh. most of them get me in trouble. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's leave Sean McVay's wife out of this, okay? At Sports Tech ESPN. <laughs> I'm not terribly worried about it. I mean, I get Matthews. He's 34 years old. Older quarterbacks dealing with tendonitis and stuff, but he's always been a gamer. He's always been, I don't care that I'm dinged up. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete. And I think if it was a more serious thing, then they would, you know, they would tell us. I mean, if he had to seriously have some kind of a, you know, an actual procedure, we'd find out about it. I don't know that you find out this quick, though. The, to me, this is Sean McVay laying the groundwork for, don't be shocked if we shut him down for a little bit. Hmm. It won't shock me in the least. I got news for you. If your elbow is, or arm of any form is 
if you're going through wear and tear right now, it ain't going to get better. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to wake up one day and go, wow, I'd, that's phenomenal. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe the replacement plan worked. The the platelet. Re- Ugh. <laughs> Who knows? But this got us thinking about something. What teams in the NFL are the best situated to deal with if something happened to their starter? There are a few. And then there are a few contenders that should be praying to anyone that will listen. Please stay healthy. We'll dive deeper into that just after just a bit outside. Coming up next. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And to get just a bit outside, they're remaking one of my favorite movies. And I'm so angry about this. Why? If Jake Gyllenhaal can play Patrick Swayze, I'm convinced that I can be, oh, I don't know, the next Jason Statham. <laughs> Oh, come on. I mean, why is he not is he not fit enough? Is that is that no. is he not handsome enough for you? What what's the deal? Is he not a good enough dancer? Well, I mean, I don't think he has to be a dancer to play in Roadhouse. I don't but think so either. I I just don't buy it. I I don't buy it. Like okay. if Jack, and look, you never saw Southpaw, did you? No, I never saw Roadhouse if we're being really oh, honest. Gosh. I just, all right, so you're going to play this big former UFC fighter. And, uh, I don't I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. I'm sure he's a great guy. You need to see, you need to see Southpaw. How old is it? It's a great boxing movie. Was it made within the last 10 years? Yes. Okay, then we can talk. I think it was in the last 10 years. If not, it was just, just a bit outside of the last 10 years. Jake Gyllenhaal played the boxer. It's a great drama movie. He was very cut, very athletic in that mood. So I don't, I don't, you know, I had my doubts going into that movie. Oh, I'm not saying the guy's not fit. I'm just saying you're trying to play the ultimate tough guy. Right. He's trying to play the cooler. I don't really buy that. Okay. I've employed a slew of bouncers in my life. None of them look like Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) You didn't have that little spark plug guy. 
They could just beat the crap out of anybody. Well, they did have. I did have one of those. Okay, actually, now so, you said that I did have one of those. All right, all right. So they're remaking Roadhouse. Jake Gyllenhaal's going to play the main character. It's obviously a remake of the Patrick Swayze epic film from the 1980s. It, hopefully, Sam Elliott will be in this movie somehow, some way. Coors, the banquet beer. I just, I, I mean, it's it's not going to be the same without him. That's one of the movies that I love. I will watch it if it's on. It, I will, you know, I'll be having a bad day and go, what do I need to do today? Oh, I need to see Roadhouse again. But Conor McGregor is going to be making his Hollywood silver screen debut in this new Roadhouse movie. We don't know what character he's going to play. We don't know if he's going to be a good guy, if he's going to be a bad guy. Is he going to be one of the guys in, in, in the bar that Jake Gyllenhaal's trying to train how to fight? I'm guessing it's going to be the same kind of a story. It's going to follow the same storylines. We'll just have to wait and see. So they don't know when this movie is going to come out, but Conor McGregor making his uh, big screen debut. It'll actually, it's not going to be on the big screen. It's going to come out on Hulu. Prime Everything video. comes out on Hulu. It will come out At on this Prime point, video. Why do we even have movie theaters? Everything streams immediately to Netflix. Prime video is where it will stream at a date to be determined. They're starting filming this month. I, yes. be I believe is what I read. Yes. The movie will go into production this month in the Dominican Republic and it will stream on Prime video uh former ufc fighter jake gyllenhaal will become a bouncer in a florida keys bar that's the storyline and i'm seacrest out stop it you haven't even seen the original how can yeah, you yeah i'm good you're not good I, I have to i have to wash my hair you're not good though that yeah, is like good. one of the all-time great guy movies yeah i'm good yeah it's, is, is it gladiator good yeah i didn't think so better not been a great week for bill belichick at least not from an aesthetic point of view okay a small child asked him a fantasy football question a couple days ago and his basic answer was um i don't care mm -hmm. next question mm -hmm. because bill's a bit of a jerk i don't think i knew he was this big of a jerk though do you remember rich ornberger played for the patriots many years ago he's an offensive lineman he does a lot of media things now he went on the Hartman and Rich O show and told a story that might be the most ludicrously ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Apparently, he was running late. He was It was five minutes till he had to report to the building, and he had a 15-minute drive ahead of him. He knew this would be such a big deal to Bill Belichick that he decided to wreck his car to have an actual legitimate reason for being late. He said, I was driving a Chevy Tahoe, Says I'm late already or I'm going to be. I'm like five minutes to being officially late and I got a 15 minute drive ahead of me. I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. I'm going to get cut. And at this point, he sees a beat up church van in front of him. That is, it's got an exhaust leak and there's black smoke building out of the back. So he ran into the back of it to have a reason to be late. <laughs> Only one problem. Uh -huh. There was somebody in it. Uh -oh. He didn't know that. Luckily, no one was hurt. But this is just another one of those aesthetic things of, come on. Like, that's a Tom Coughlin thing. Well, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. So, shut up. 
Just stop. It's, it's that drastic. It's all about the culture. Ugh. Yeah, that culture's it's going so well now. <laughs> Again, barely missed the playoffs last year. What? That's truth. They didn't barely miss the playoffs. They made the playoffs and got housed by the Buffalo Bills. I got eviscerated by the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'd rather just not make Excuse the playoffs. Me, not the playoffs. Division is what I was talking about. Yeah. Didn't win it. Not no, going to win it. Did not. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. You just hate Bill Belichick. No, I just... <laughs> Bill's shtick is... It's the Patriot way mm-hmm. when you're winning. When you're not winning, uh, man, you're a jerk. The fantasy football thing just really rubbed me the wrong way. Why? Because the kid's like 10. Answer the question. Okay? I'm the biggest jerk on the planet, and even I went, go away. Just <laughs> go sit in your house with your froofy little dog. Kids are never too young to learn that. Old school coaches don't give a squat. Usually, I don't football. disagree with that. Don't answer the question. If you don't want to the kid's like 12. Then you would have ripped him up for for just moving on. Next question, please. We uh we don't talk about those things here. <laughs> Ugh. All right. With the Matthew Stafford injury, Jeremy's more concerned than I am about Matthew Stafford's elbow. What bad tendonitis case he's he's dealing with it's just not something you want to see no that's what i would say that's top five in in the injuries that make you go oh 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 no Mm -hmm. because it is a thing that obviously can linger it can have an effect on this team and if you're trying to make a run back at a super bowl you don't want to have to rely on john walford to get you back there but what teams in the NFL are best situated, least beholden to their quarterback? If something were to happen, who can tread water long enough? There's one that I think is just differently able to deal with this. Okay. It's Baltimore Ravens. We did see a, a hell of a game last year from Tyler Huntley. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure that Tyler Huntley doesn't have a better arm than Lamar Jackson does. Now, it changes your game plan. Obviously, it's and nobody's going, well, we're just as good. But you look at Cleveland having to go to Jacoby Brissett, that's a, that's a drop off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Tyler Huntley would be a drop off a cliff. It would change the game plan. No matter what team you do this with, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. But my question was, what team could survive this and still make the playoffs? Yikes. And there's not many. I, Baltimore's I one. So. I, I don't even know about that. Wait a minute. So I mean, if you're a team that best Super Bowl champion, Baltimore Ravens. As long as they're healthy. Lamar goes down. Lamar's the over. only guy that goes down. You, you don't think they make the playoffs? I doubt it. I disagree with you. And and when I say I disagree with you, I disagree with you vehemently. Okay. I I mean, I don't think they're going to be the one or or the two. They're not going to win the division, but I think they're a wild card team. Okay. Because then it becomes a question of, are they better than the Raiders? Are they better than the Denver Broncos? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are. 
even with Tyler Huntley mm-hmm. at quarterback. Okay. Now, there's not many teams that are playoff contenders that I feel that way about. The Miami Dolphins are one. That's the one that stuck out to me. Miami, if, I feel like you are the exact same team with your backup that you are with the starter. Yeah, if if things go sideways with Tua, he gets hurt again or something like that. You know, having Teddy Bridgewater, he's not great, as all Carolina Panther fans know very well. He's not a great quarterback. No, but he's very serviceable. But he's one of the best backups in the league. So you feel like, yeah, they could still be competitive. What? I was just reading through the comments. Oh. <laughs> I love when people throw smoke in the comments. Unprovoked. Nice. Who else? Uh, of just contenders. Just contenders. Mm-hmm. And I've changed my mind on what I'm getting ready to say just a little bit. The New Orleans Saints. I'm not so sure that, I've, that I'm as drastically different on New Orleans with Andy Dalton as I am with Jameis Winston. Now you get to Ian Book, now we have a different story. But the more I've thought about this, I, I've almost been speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I don't feel like New Orleans is going to air the ball out a lot. I still look at Alvin Kamara as the most important part of that offense. I mean, is Andy Dalton good? No. But is he Teddy Bridgewater good? Probably. He's at least 90% of Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. And that's probably good enough for New Orleans to make the playoffs. Other than that, you fall off a cliff. Aaron Rodgers misses six games. You don't make the playoffs. Done, yeah. Period. You don't make the playoffs. In the bad NFC. Tom Brady gets a hangnail. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, at the Rams going, you know, you're the only team that doesn't have that quality of a backup that I'm not sure that I care. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to change the game plan and that all falls back on McVay. Mm-hmm. If there's no Matthew Stafford, what is he going to do? Let's say they, just for for argument's sake, let's say they decide they need to shut him down until week six. It's a total hypothetical. Mm-hmm. What's that team going to look like with the 411 running backs they have on the roster? They'll just run the ball. Constantly. And if you look at how they start the season, they play the Bills, the Falcons, Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys, Panthers. How many of those games do they win with Matt Stafford? Five. I'll say five of the six. How many do they win without him? And why is it four? I was going to say, I was going to say four probably three i will go four i don't think because i think the 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 crux between the two of us would be the dallas cowboys Mm -hmm. and there is no way no way no way the the dallas will be able to score enough points to win i don't care if i had to play quarterback for the la rams i'll still take the rams (laughs) okay i can hand the ball to to cam Mm Akers. i am still that athletic Mm -hmm. please don't hit me I, i don't want to get hit in any way to me it was you know it was it was miami miami was the only team that i looked at that goes i think i consider you to be a playoff team or close to being a playoff team they're the only ones though there are i mean there are other teams that yeah you i I mean you'll be fine but you were going to be bad anyway who falls the most off the cliff you don't have the guy 
as your backup? Mm-hmm. Well, you said Green Bay already. Green Bay is the one that I look at and go, hey, boy. You got a Jordan Love, and yikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa. Tampa's up there, but there's another one that I'm uh, that, that's, I'm just locked in on. Who is it? Tennessee Titans. And I know that sounds weird because Ryan Tannehill's a mediocre NFL quarterback anyway. Mm-hmm. You tell me you have to go to Logan Woodside or Malik Willis? Shoe buddy. You just went from, I think you're going to compete for a wild card spot, maybe be a game out of the division. You might pick in the top five. Ooh. That's how big of a difference I think there is there, especially in that offense. They're the one day, and I know that sounds but weird. But they just go full run? I, I mean, more run than they already do. Okay, how many people in the box you think you're going to see? 14? Mm-hmm. You might see coaches standing behind the official like, I'm here too. Because I have no fear of anything else you have. Mm-hmm. And that's where this gets kind of interesting. I'm not saying that's the worst quarterback room in the league. I could argue, though, that that team is the most reliant on their quarterback to make it go. Ryan Daniels not a top 10 quarterback in this league. No. However, he does one thing obnoxiously well. Boot off a of play action. Mm-hmm. He does that better than any quarterback in this league. And if you take that away, you, you are so unbelievably one-dimensional. You don't think Malik's capable of that? If Malik Willis touches a field, you will lose every game he sees. Hmm. He takes more than five snaps in a game. You're in trouble. He's just not ready. He never was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of teams just looked at him and went, we, we don't have the time. Good. The, the quarterback class is too good next year. Yes, you've got a good arm, but there is so much that goes into this. Mm-hmm. They were the one that I looked at and went, you would just fall off a cliff. Cincinnati Bengals are in that same stratosphere to me. Right. And I'm sure somebody's going to say Buffalo. I don't look at Buffalo that way. Really? If you told me Case Keenum started 17 games, how many games did the Buffalo Bills win this year? 10. I think you're low. I had it 11 and a half, and I'd probably take the over. Mm. I just don't think it matters. I mean, yeah, Josh Allen's what's going to make you the number one team in the AFC. But if you take that away, it's not like... It's not like you're dead. I mean, you still have Stephon Diggs, who one-on-one is impossible to cover. It's not like you're the Jets, and you have to rely on Joe Why'd you have to use my... Hey, hey. Joe Falco has been impressive. 12 years ago. I, I'm in, in camp this year. There's been a lot of people that have talked about how good Joe Flacco's looks. Stop. Well, he's a 17-year veteran that's uh, that won a Super Bowl. This should not be that surprising. Well, they're also comparing him to Mike White and Chris hey, don't you don't you talk ill of Mike White, okay? <laughs> it might be Friday, but you can rev me up if you the keep old, talking about old, my, my, my friends. The next Joe Namath. Stop that. A fantastic player. There is going to be hurt for everybody if they lose their starting quarterback. There are only a couple of teams that have good slash proven backups. And see, to me, it's not even the backup. Because there are teams that I look at and go, New England, for example. Mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer's a good backup in this league. Yep, They won't win five games if he plays. If he plays 17 games, they'll win five games. Mm-hmm. Only have him winning six with Max, so it's not that big of a difference. That's not a terrible <laughs> point that you have. That's not a terrible point that you have. Right. I, I mean, 
obviously the guy the, the teams that have the lesser starting quarterbacks it's going to be less of a drop off to their backup i mean look at look at atlanta if uh, marcus Atlanta's mariota going three goes games down regardless right if marcus mariota goes down who cares it's going to be desmond ritter and he'll they'll they'll be quote unquote fine because the difference isn't going to matter I'll, I'll go one step further you could lose them both get to felipe franks mm -hmm. it's not that different philadelphia Jalen Hurts gets hurt. That's another one that I think is otherwise uh, top three in the league. Jalen Hurts gets hurt. I mean, now the game plan changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to run Gardner Minshew. I think you throw more. Agreed. And I'm not sure that you're not more, I'm not going to say dynamic. I was going to say multiple. Multiple is probably a good, yeah. that's probably a good way to put that. Yeah. I don't. By the way, did you see how did, did you see how Gardner Minshew spent his offseason? Yeah, living in a van down he, by the river. He apparently. converted a bus into like a hippie wagon and lived outside his trainer's gym. Man, I love that guy. I just want to hang out with him and do karate in the garage and mm -hmm. just talk about how sweet our mules are. Mm -hmm. Who's beholden to their quarterback? Everyone that's that to a degree yeah to a degree but you know you're gonna take a step back unless you're a handful of teams philadelphia eagles they don't take a step back i don't think they win as many games i do you do mm -hmm. no difference between Jalen and not and a Gardner. one not other a than, one other than the game plan but the result will not change yep hmm I actually think Gardner Minshew would force them to do more of the things that are actually conducive to them winning. Mm -hmm. Not I'm telling you they're better. I don't think they're significantly worse either. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. Those everyday celebrations that bring a smile to our faces and joy to our hearts. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch the sportsocracy you two are just dumber to bag of hammer Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green, and there's a big rock show coming up real, real soon. And it's going to be uh, my first time doing, a, you know, like a very basic tenant of this business. 
out at the Silverados on uh, September the 17th. Silverados saving Abel. Dark City Rock Fest. Mm-hmm. And I, the mulleted one himself, will be the MC. I've nice. never done this before. Nice. I am super excited about this. This is a show that I would, and look, tickets are $15 in, in pre-sale, $20 day of the event. Portions of the proceeds go to benefit the United Way. This is a project I am really excited that they came to me and asked if I would asked if I would help. I'm really excited about this. Mm-hmm. You didn't know who Saving Abel was at first. I, 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 and then I played the songs and you went, oh, I've heard all I, of this. I had heard the name. Not a big fan, but I, I, I mean... Obviously, not to know what their songs are immediately, but yeah, I mean, you've heard the songs. Oh, this is a show that I've actually paid to see before. I've seen them live a few times, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I've always low key wanted to do that. MC a rock show? No, just MC a show in in, in general. Okay, I watch Eddie do these things all the time, <laughs> and now he's a music guy. I understand right. why you go to him. Right. Eddie Fox from Kiss Country. He MCs everything. He does. I just okay. I wanted to. I, I wanted to broker into this. So when they called, I went. I you know what I'm in. Let's do this. It's going to be a fun rock show. We've got six different bands all in one night. Saturday, September the seventeenth. A lot six. of good local rock bands too. Rory mm-hmm. Kelly band. That's I, I know those guys. They're very particularly good. well. Now, very seen, very good. I've seen Rory Kelly band twice. Rip Haven. I know those guys as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic event. For a good cause, this is absolutely an event that I'm excited to be affiliated with, and and I'm really looking forward to it. Yep, you can get tickets at SilveradosWNC.com, Saving Able, and Dark City Rock Fest, presented by Elite Events and Promotions. Six bands, one stage. It's going to be a hell of a time. And you can come out and just hang out with me. And again, part I of am the- a man of the people. And again, part of the proceeds going to... The United Way. And if you come to the show, uh, the the beer is in the back. So I walk through and I go to the same place. Hang out. Have a beverage with me. Saving Abel, Crank County, Daredevils, Black River Rebels, Rip Haven, Rory Kelly Band, and the Smoky Mountain Sirens. I have, I have not seen them live, but I have heard them, and they're very, very good. All right, again, SilveradosWNC.com is the place to get tickets september the 17th the dark city rock fest at silverado's right across the street from the uh ingles warehouse there in uh swan nowhere coming up in the next hour we got caleb peak he's going to be joining us to talk some baseball we'll put a bow on the uh on the trade deadline on All the, the season, because, I mean, the trade deadline's the end of the season, right? No, this is when I mean, it, it is gets for you. good. Well, I mean, it's the end of the season for you. Stop that. Because your team is bad, 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 bad. Not that bad. You're bad. It's just not, just, just not in in contention. It's, it's fine. Yeah, that that's like the definition of bad. Isn't it? <laughs> Half the teams in baseball make the playoffs. You're not contending for that. It's over. Why are we still it's doing not this? Over. It's not over. So, so, I mean, you're, you're locked into every game? You'd sit there with your Red Sox jersey on just like... football season. Woo-hoo! Come on. Man, I can't wait to see that guy pitching with those guys. With those guys. Because all the players I know have been traded to elsewhere. That's not even kind of true. Oh, yeah, you have J.D. Martinez. One guy. One guy got traded. Uh, you have J.D. Martinez. Team's gone. 
when they weren't that good to begin with. So you try to get your bad guys and then all of a sudden, Stop it's that. a little hard to sell. <laughs> Caleb Peek will be in here with me to talk some baseball at the top of the hour. We'll also talk about reimagining college football. Don't forget the daily draft coming up at the top of the third hour of the program. Stick with us here on ESPN. Asheville Sports Center is next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Don't forget to go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can join us in the chat. And as he does each and every week at the 4 o'clock hour of the program, Caleb Peak. At CPKVL on Twitter, joining us in the studio here, and it's time to talk some baseball. Last week, finally, we, yeah, we had the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and obviously the the headline of it all was Juan Soto going from the Washington Nationals to the San Diego Padres. Big question for you, Caleb, is will it matter? Will it matter? Yeah, absolutely, it will matter. Will they win? The World Series. Will they win it all by the time these three gets this this power trio that they've set up with Fernando Tatis, who's going to be back in what two three weeks, and oh, yeah, ideally in a perfect world, right? Right. Fernando Tatis Jr. You got uh, Manny Machado, and now you got Juan Soto. Three electric bats. Is it gonna pay off? I've. That's why you spend the money if you're San Diego. I mean, this is an all-or-nothing approach. You've given up three young prospects. You've given up a big chunk of your future to go out and get Juan Soto. And let's not forget about Josh Bell, either, the first baseman that mm -hmm. came over as well from uh, from Washington. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that. Watch out for the first baseman to be included as part of that package deal. Well, sure enough, he was. Now, of course, he's an afterthought with the 20-year-old big piece of pine that is Juan Soto. I mean, this guy is just hes phenomenal. There's a reason why he comes with a price tag that he does does it help your chances of winning the world series 100 mm -hmm. i mean this now all of a sudden you're now number two you're the you're the second horse in the national league the biggest problem that the padres have is that they're playing in the same division as the los angeles dodgers who have been lights out i mean just stupid good it rarely do i use that term for any team in, in the major leagues the the dodgers have been just incredible over the last 10 15 even 20 games i mean winning series they've been on uh what, what they they were on a i forget an eight game maybe a 10 game winning streak at one point the only setback for the dodgers is the clayton kershaw issue now he's got the the back problem now yeah, in his 15th start, which is as many starts as he made last year and didn't pitch in the month of October, mind you. So uh, age is a problem there. But we're talking about the Padres today. And it's I think they've got a legitimate chance to win it. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost certain now that they appear, depending on how the bracket works out, certainly they appear on the NLDS, likely appear in the NLCS, and if they can get through the Dodgers, 
a great chance to appear in the World Series Mm -hmm. because the Atlanta Braves, who I thought would be second fiddle to the Dodgers coming into the NLCS, have not looked great. The last couple of weeks for Atlanta have been pretty rough, pretty hard to stomach. Uh, you, you drop two out of three against the Phillies in Philadelphia, and then you you split the series against Philly. When they come back to Atlanta, now you drop the opening game against the Mets. The Braves are just not rolling. They're not rolling at all like they were in the month of, of May and June. Mm-hmm. July, you, you began to see the trend dropping. You, you began to see the, dra- the, the graph going the wrong direction and now here in the month of august it's just a horrible start it's late in the season and i like the will smith trade because will smith was was the least reliable piece of the puzzle in the bullpen he, he was the he, he was a good pitcher he had the arm strength he, he was able to hit his marks and things the problem was keeping him in the right mindset and, and as a pitcher, that's the number one thing that you've got to be able to do. You've got to be able to put all of the all the noise and the all the static behind you and be locked into the zone. And that was Will Smith's biggest problem is he could not do that. Mm-hmm. The exterior factors affected him. Case in point, Juan Soto, the, the little back and forth they had when the Braves were up uh, by like seven runs in the ninth inning. And the bases are loaded and, for Washington. And the, the pitching coach comes out and says, walk it. Well, Will Smith does exactly that, and then Juan Soto gives him the business, and you see Will Smith get all get all flustered, and, well, I'm just doing what you, it doesn't matter, dude. It, it doesn't matter. Just send him to first base and go do your thing. Go right. win the ball game. Right. So Will Smith is gone. He goes to Houston. Jake Odorizzi comes in. You get a veteran for a veteran. But if you're San Diego, there are a lot of pieces out there right now. And, I mean, we're talking about Machado. We're talking about – Soto we're talking about Tatis when he comes back because it will be coming he will be coming back soon mm-hmm. but you've got all these subsidiary pieces as well you've got Jake Cronenworth at second base who was a really really good infielder clutch hits he steps up to the plate time and time again when you need him to he's a guy you can count on and in this league a guy you can count on is worth a lot of money so a lot of pieces coming together San Diego's got a tough slate coming down the coming down the the final home stretch of the season but it's not going to be nearly as tough as it'll be when they get to the postseason will they win the world series maybe will they get to the will they go deep into the postseason you can bet your house on it they better they have to they they better go deep into the postseason when you put a when you put a team like this together you are now you're now on par with the los angeles dodgers who've spent so much money over the years trying to collect all-stars and becoming the um the west coast version of the new york yankees and the Yankees made some improvements to their roster as well. They did. They finally got rid of Joey Gallo. So, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying that's... Let the confetti surprised fly. Surprised you got somebody to take him on, but there you go. Uh, but, the, you know, the Yankees continue to look like the world beaters of the, of Major League Baseball. And do you think, do you think Aaron Judge is going to get uh, past 60 homers this year? The way he's yakking right now, I don't think so. You don't think so? I I don't think he's going to break the 60 mark. Hmm. Well, well, what do you think? I mean, are you on the judge train? Obviously, he's he's worth every dime they're paying. Absolutely. I've I've been all about Aaron Judge since he first came up with the New York Yankees. Like, this this is the dude. He's got the real talent. He's got, you know, he's got the makings of a superstar. And we've already seen he is a superstar. Yeah. Well, this is the year that won that won Aaron Judge over for me. Was before this, you knew he was a good player. You knew mm-hmm. he had a huge bat. He could hit the ball f- a mile. 
but could he stay healthy? That was the biggest issue coming into this year. He always spends some amount of time, I mean, large chunks of the season, we're talking about months at a time, on the disabled list, or excuse me, the injured list. Can't mm-hmm. call it the disabled list anymore. Right. Um, with some various injury. Well, he bets on himself this year. Turns down huge contract extensions. Says, you know what? That's not enough. I'm Aaron Judge. I'm going to get what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And what has he done? He's proved that he is worth a much larger extension than anything uh, that, that Cashman and, and the boys in New York have, have offered him. <sighs> but he is, again, in the game of baseball, it's not like basketball where one guy can carry the load. I mean, this is not a LeBron James situation. Does it help to have Aaron Judge out there? Of, of course. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. It's the lack of stability that New York has been showing. Again, it's it's kind of like an Atlanta Braves situation. A great opening to the season. I mean, Joey Gallo notwithstanding, mm-hmm. you can put him, he's an outlier. The rest of the team has been phenomenal. They won a ton of games, but really you began to see things turn when the Astros came into New York last month or a couple of months ago. It was it was early July when they mm-hmm. came in and no hit New York in the Bronx. And at, at the time you think it's an anomaly. Oh, it's one of those things that happen. It just happens from time to time. A team doesn't have a great game. It, you know, it happens. But to get no hit, if you are the New York Yankees, in front of a home crowd for the first time in 20 years, it's a harbinger of things to come. And that's what it's been. New York has still been good, but they haven't been the early season version of themselves. And so they pick up – I like the Harrison Bader trade. They uh, they, they bring in Harrison Bader from the, from the Cardinals to kind of replace, quote-unquote – Joey Gallo. I mean, you've already got Andrew Benintendi, who's going to hold things down in left field. Mm-hmm. Harrison Bader's a, a good outfielder with a good glove. So New York is solid, but where is Garrett Cole? The last three starts have been terrible for Garrett Cole. You're a number one top of the line A, so you brought in who was supposed to be the savior of New York baseball. Earlier in the season, that's exactly what he was. Right now, he's nowhere to be found. And now you've just shipped out your third starter to pick up to pick up Harrison Bader. So now it seems like New York is floundering a little bit. For the first time in 2022, they seem like a little bit of a rudderless ship. Are they still the second best team in baseball? Yes, but that's your catch, the second best team in baseball. Up until now, there was no doubt that New York was top of the line. But now we're talking about the Dodgers that are sliding in there. It's just you can't beat L.A. Suddenly there seems like there's a chink in the armor in New York, and it's the worst possible time to be showing flaws because right now is when other teams are honing in on those weaknesses. Other playoff teams are are analyzing. They're running the sabermetrics looking to see what they can do to take you out. If you're New York, you've got the biggest target on your back in the American League. You're showing flaws. Houston, for one again has already no hit you on the season they've got a really good starting lineup of their own with justin verlander getting back into the groove mm-hmm. it's just what a story that is and justin verlander the comeback i mean he's he's looking at a cy young this year potentially in the same league in the in, in the same side of things as uh, shohei otani so i just it, it's it's a really really interesting time in major league baseball because the script is beginning to flip and it's 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 flipping for a lot of different teams i mean the narrative is very different now than what it was only a couple maybe you know three weeks ago is it overreacting time that's that's the main question that i want to get into up next here on the sportsocracy espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. 
Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The sportsocracy. That's the f- way I feel when my team wins. And if I f-ing want to jump up and down when my f-ing team wins, and if I want to hug my f-ing players when they f-ing do good, I'm going to do it. The Los Angeles Dodgers, I mean, you know, it's a team that Tommy Lasorda could be proud of as they have become the best team in baseball, I think. I think everybody has gotten on to, you know, uh, coming down to the realization that the Yankees aren't unbeatable, obviously. And the Los Angeles Dodgers sitting there with 70 wins so far, or 72 wins so far on the season. And they're going to continue to roll through. I said at the beginning of the year, it's a crash, it's, it's a crash course. New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, it should be a foregone conclusion. These two teams are going to wind up at a World Series, but now you've got the Padres making a play. You've got the Houston Astros, Justin Verlander, as you talked about, making the comeback from Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a historic comeback for a guy that you know you would think this guy should be on his last legs, thirty nine years old, right? His age alone. But then you add on the fact that he had Tommy John and all of this, and he, he looks like uh, he, he looks like every bit as effective as he was in his younger days. So the question is, there's 60-ish games left in the season. Is it is it panic mode time for some of these teams that are, as you said, or that you've seen the graph falling for the last couple of weeks? Well, and this is when you start looking at the standings, right? It's... None of these teams are in danger of missing the playoffs. No. New York is in. 100%. Plain and simple. Uh, I mean, who else Who else here? Los Angeles, of course, they're in. San Diego. San Diego's not going to win the West, but they're a lock for one of the three wild card spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the their record in second place is good enough to lead either of the other two conference or the other two divisions. Mm. So, I mean, obviously, that tells you alone how good San Diego is. It's not panic time for those guys because they've still got time to circle the wagons. It's it's still a long season. It's early well, August. Well, the San Diego Padres they would be leading the Central. They would be behind both the Braves and the and the Mets okay. in the East. But they're not far off. Yeah, it's it's ballpark. Right. But 
you add in the fact that Fernando Tatis comes back, you expect the wins to come along with that, with the terrible trio that they put together. Jeremy asked me this the other day of, you know, with this this big three that they've created now in San Diego with Juan Soto and Tatis and Machado, is that like, it, I, I mean, this is one of the greatest collections of hitters we've ever seen in baseball. I mean, obviously, you can go back to like the twenty-seven Yankees and all of that. You know, the the the, the Bronx Bombers, Murders Row, all of that. But when it comes to having three major stars, and especially with two of them being so young, it might be the best trio we've seen in the modern day of baseball. And it's interesting that it's coming from San Diego, who historically hasn't been a team that. Is, is Mr. Moneybags. It's not willing to shell out that much money and, and blow through the luxury tax. Well, that all changed a few years ago, like right before the, the, the uh, coronavirus shut down. I think their payroll has, it's either doubled or tripled from 10 years ago. Because San Diego has been so close the last number of years mm-hmm. when you bring Tatis in, that's when the fan base really began to to froth at the mouth right it began it began to become real kind of like Atlanta Braves syndrome you're so close to the World Series for so long but you never quite get there you're mm-hmm. willing to do whatever it takes figure it out you know Alex Anthopoulos what do we have to do to get a ring well he figured it out San Diego's trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. and it's a <laughs> they're well on their way it's just West Coast baseball is a different breed entirely right but and with Juan Soto having the hardware to prove it is one thing. Tontis, Fernando Tontis Jr. is great. Obviously, you see him play. If you know baseball, you know he's a player. But he doesn't have the hardware. He doesn't have the commissioner's trophy to stand on. Mm-hmm. Neither does Manny Machado. Juan Soto, on the other hand, very much does. Going back to 2019 with the improbable run to the World Series with the Washington Nationals. And, uh- and and I would be more yes you're you're not wrong obviously he he was part of the championship team I would care more about that though if he were I don't know if he were that you know 28 year old grizzled vet that knows how to win championships and all of that you're talking about a kid that's 23 years old like but he's still been in the league for five years. I get, I get it. Yeah, I get. I'm not saying he's a complete newbie and he has no idea what he's doing or how to lead or any of that stuff. I was just saying I would care a little bit more if it were, oh, let's go with uh, you know my team with Mookie Betts. You know, had been in the league for a while, had won a series. He was a leader with his former team. Juan Soto's not. He's never been a leader, quote unquote. Yeah, not until this season. Emotionally, maybe he's like the spark plug for the Washington Nationals because of the youth, because he's so young, because he has a lot of bravado. But I don't see him as like that. I don't know. When you say team leader and, you know, a guy who's going to bring that championship pedigree to a team, I think of a guy like Derek Jeter or something like that, like a guy who has led yeah, and in 2019, Juan Soto cut his teeth. He, he wasn't expected to be the leader then, although he, right. he emerged at the end of the season as a guy who was real. He, mm-hmm. he was still playing underneath Ryan Zimmerman at first base. I mean, that was the, that was the big story, right? Oh, Zimmerman's going to go out on top. He's going to go out Jerome Betta style, win the World Series, and right off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Soto was a big part of that, but he wasn't in the spotlight. They also had Max Scherzer on the other side who did Max Scherzer things, snorting and stomping around on the mound and just, just stealing 
stealing the, stealing the entire show. Well, Juan Soto quietly, as quietly as Juan Soto can, did his thing in 2019. Mm-hmm. And now he's he is he's a number one. I mean, he is the leader in the cast of characters. He's your star in a team that's full of stars at this point. He is the guy who you're paying to come in and, and be the showstopper. And now he's, you know, he's running his mouth. He, he goes into his introductory press conference. And, and what does he say? Best of luck with this this sarcastic, sardonic tone in his voice. Best of luck to all the other National League pitchers. And Logan Webb for the San Francisco Giants is tweeting uh, a laughing meme, you know, right. uh, on, on Twitter. So, you know, that's he is a spark plug kind of guy. But he is going to be 24 years old soon. And in the the modern world of baseball, it's prime time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is it's go time. If you are going to be a leader, it's time to assert yourself and be the best that you can be. And in a stacked lineup like San Diego has, it's going to be Soto against the world, especially when the Dodgers come into town. Mm-hmm. If you can't beat the Dodgers, it doesn't matter. You can beat anybody else, but if you can't beat the best, then everything you've done is is moot. Absolutely, I I feel like there's still there's still plenty of baseball to be played. I'm not jumping off of the Atlanta Braves bandwagon or anything like that. I mean, obviously, my Red Sox are cooked, so I don't <laughs> care. Uh, I, look, the only thing I care about now is the uh, torture ticket bet that I got going with uh, our lovely Baltimore Orioles fan, Stephen Tao, of whoever finishes in last place, the fan of that team has to take a pie to the face. And that's the only thing I care about right now. What kind of pie? uh cream pie or whatever oh, okay i'm in it's yeah absolutely he was like you want to do that i was like yes yes because you know i still have faith that my team won't finish in in dead last like we're currently sitting in the al east <laughs> oh man what has happened to boston such promise at the in the beginning of the yeah, year all the injuries have mounted up and it's just it's it's just not there and now you you cut jackie bradley the answer is you have to have a new manager you can't win in boston if you don't have a new manager it's the way it's gone since 2004 basically right yes tito won again in 2007 but then you had john farrell come in and win immediately you had alex cora come in and win immediately we just got to keep changing uh keep changing managers that first year magic yeah exactly it's real exactly um but you know that's all i have to look forward to with my baseball team is hey let's see if we can't if we don't finish in last place yeah i mean boston did they did some things with the trade deadline I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate what they did. You ship out Christian Vasquez. You, you pick up a couple of marginal prospects out of that. Um, you know, like I said, you cut Jackie Bradley Jr. who was, who just wasn't really doing anything for you. Um, you but do, you do get Eric Hosmer out of this. Yeah. Oh, and and woo, he's hitting what two twenty this year. It's yeah. Not like it wasn't like oh now we're contenders no well you knew from the jumps you're just filling you're just filling slot until the until next year right that's the thing i hate about the trade deadline is you find out you find out if your team's a buyer or a seller and if you end up being a seller you know your season's over there's 60 games left yes but i mean for instance the Sox are 17 and a half games back of the division the division was gone long time ago that belonged to the new york yankees before the season even started in my opinion but at least you had like well maybe we can you know we'll get a wild card we'll be okay but even now the red sox are like in eighth place for a wild card right 
And, and you just answered your own question there. I know we got to get out of here. We're running short on time, but right. that's what it all comes back to. You're talking about, is it time to hit the panic button? Well, at this point in the season, the cream has risen to the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've still got a good race in the National League East between Atlanta and New York. But for the most part, you know who your best is. You know who's out of the picture. You know who was guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. So if you're if you are New York, if you are the New York Mets and all these other teams, it's it's not panic time until you get to late September, early October, when you must win games. Because theoretically, you can really ride this one out. Even if you have a losing record, you can't lose every game between now and then, but even if you don't win every series between now and the playoffs, you're still going to be in good shape. The question is, can you win a best of five and then a best of seven and then another best of seven? If you win all three of those series, you win a World Series trophy. If not, you're in the same boat as the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. Scrap it all. Start from the square one. Yep. You are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Thanks to Caleb Peak once again for coming in and talking baseball with us as he does each and every week at CPKVL on Twitter. When we come back from the break, Jeremy will rejoin us here in the Ingalls studio, and it's going to get weird. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Back here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. We're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and there is there there is a smell emanating from the city of Houston. And it's not just their football team. Or their basketball team. Or their basketball team. Not a great time to be in Houston. I mean, unless you're a baseball fan. Now you got the Astros. And that's about it. I don't think that makes up for your NFL team and your and your NBA team. Hey, the two sports that people watch. We are horrid. <laughs> well, down in Houston, I mean, they've never had a whole lot to celebrate with their football team. I mean, a couple of the Deshaun Watson years, you had some hope. AFC Championship game, just mm-hmm. saying. Since Hakeem Olajuwon and that era of the Houston Rockets, ain't really had a whole lot to pull for. But the smell that's emanating from Houston these days is not the football team. It's it's rotting guts on the hot sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, so apparently on Tuesday, there was a truck carrying a... I'm going to say it's a biohazard load. Spilled some of its contents in the middle of the street while it was while it was riding down the road. 
they don't know what truck it came from. They haven't been able to track where this came from. But the obviously Houston, very hot, humid place to be. And when you have rotting cow intestines in the middle of the street, they say it has absolutely ruined an entire neighborhood. You can't even drive through the area. There are people like walking downtown and they get close to this one little neighborhood and they say people are gagging in the streets. It's just god awful. They've cleaned up the mess. But the problem is, sat there for a while, baking in the summer sun in Houston, and even though the mess is gone, it still smells god awful. My question is, what? where did it come from? Why is there a giant truckload of cow intestines just going down the roadway? Obviously, it had to come from a slaughterhouse of some kind. But where do you take that stuff to get rid of it? That's my big question. Florida. You don't get... Oh. That's where every other weird thing goes. (laughs) Cow intestines dropped in the middle of a Houston street during the middle of summer. It's the absolute worst scenario you you could imagine. I don't often get to tell sports stories in this segment, but... Today is an aberration. New Buffalo Bills pass rusher Von Miller has learned something very specific about Bills Mafia. Okay. If you say something, they will show up in droves to fix it for their star athletes. He did an interview and he said, being in a new place, it takes a little getting used to. He said, I'm 33 years old. Toilet paper's different. The beds are different. There's no TV in the dorm room. It's a little bit different. You got to make up your bed and change it. Do all the stuff every day. It's going to take some getting used to, but I'm all for it. What did you hear in what he just said? What's different about the toilet paper? Apparently that is what Bill's Mafia wanted to know as well, because they've been sending him cartons of it to the training facility. He said it showed up. the, The first one was like a four pack. Then there was another eight pack the next day. Then there were some wipes that came in the mail from Bills fans. It was plant-based. And just every day, it's a different toilet paper just to make sure I'm comfortable. Oh, plant, plant-based toilet paper? I don't. I didn't ask. Isn't all paper plant-based? Well, I mean, th- in theory, a tree is a kind of plant. It's a very barky plant. But I, I got nothing. Hmm. See, I would be concerned if it was meat-based toilet paper. And you know what this tells me? Nobody circles the party <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Here's my question. It'd be, it'd, it'd be great to be a multimillionaire. You just get all these fans and they just send you free stuff. You got all the money in the world to play with and they're sending Air you Vaughan, stuff. We have to send you toilet paper to make sure you're comfortable. We want you to be really happy here in Buffalo. Right. Good night. I just want to know what person hears that and goes, I need to send Von Miller toilet paper. Somebody heard that quote. And apparently it's a lot of somebody. Well, as we know with Bill's Mafia, they're always willing to help out. Whenever somebody has a charity event going on, they always show up in droves or raising money for cancer research and foundations and all. Bill's Mafia is great about that stuff. Oh, yeah. And so when they see a need... They feel the need. Von Miller needs some soft, luxurious toilet paper for his tushy. 
And there, well, here's one. Th- that's one sure. thing you never skimp on. Is the toilet paper? There are certain th- you, necessities that you don't ever buy cheaply. Potty paper is one of them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I had also considered telling this story. I'm going to tell it real quick. Um, there's a bet that's been made over the upcoming NFL season. Shaquille O'Neal putting all his uh, efforts into trying to pull his Dallas Cowboys to the promised land this year. He was on the Rich Eisen show the other day, and he told Rich Eisen that the Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl this year. Wrong. In fact, he made a bet with Rich Eisen that if they don't win the Super Bowl, he says he's going to walk buck naked down uh, I-10. Is it I-10? No, that's in Florida. He's going to walk down, basically walk butt naked down the freeway in L.A. Well, you better get comfortable with the fact that that's going to happen. Because the only way the Dallas Cowboys are winning the Super Bowls is the other 31 teams get abducted by aliens. Right. Shaq, keep your clothes on, bud. Shaq and a fool. Exactly. Do not do that. Do not do that. Although now he has to pay it off. Oh, no doubt. And he'll be arrested for indecent exposure. Nah. nah it's L.A. They don't care. I was about to say. I've been to L.A. That wouldn't even be the weirdest thing you saw on that drive. <laughs> you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And the, the, the brains over at ESPN have decided uh, to put some proposals forward on how you can restructure reimagine the college football season the most interesting part of this to me is the bowl game scenario they propose moving the bowl games not the big ones the big ones will still be part of the playoff at the end of the year they tie everything into a 12-team playoff but you take all of these lesser bowls like the bad boy mowers low uh the gasparilla bowl Bowl. exactly the the pinstripe bowl all that stuff move it not to the end of the season but the beginning of the season I'm not as wild about that idea unless you do it one specific way. Okay. I don't really believe there's any merit to having bowl games outside of a 12-team playoff. This don't matter. They turn into glorified, gross exhibitions. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But if you want to keep that money around, you want to keep those sponsors, play them as kickoff classics at the beginning of the year. Absolutely. That I'm all the way in for. Week we, one. Can squedge, we can schedule that in May. Mm-hmm. And that takes away a problem with all of these teams moving and, and non-conference games that you have scheduled out. Fixed it. Yep. I just fixed it. There are roving games that are planned four months ahead of the season. Roving games. Oh, you don't know who it's. It's not like you schedule LSU to play Georgia Tech four years out. Oh, right. No. Right. We decide this in May. Yeah, These absolutely. are the games we want to see. Last year's, last year's uh, finish plays into a part of it you try to get the best matchups you possibly can for your bowl games maybe they still have the conference tie-ins so the third best team in the big 10 will play the third best team in the sec or something like that and the you know i, I don't I, I don't care Alamo about the tie-ins i don't care about any of that i just the, the, there is no purpose in those games 
And look, I understand college football says, well, check the ratings. They still rate because it's football. Mm -hmm. It's football that's on at any time. It's the last chance football fans have to see action. So, of course, you're going to get eyeballs. And it's irrelevant. But the thing I took away from that is you open the transfer window as soon as the season's over. Mm -hmm. So they move all these things around, and they they stole a line out of the COVID year where – in championship week, other teams still play, which I think is a brilliant idea. They also threw out another idea that I didn't like this when I first heard it, and the more I've thought about it, it is as good as it could possibly get. Okay. Bracket Buster Saturday. We used to do this in college basketball, mm-hmm. and there's a, a rumor that it could be coming back, that you take all these mid-majors that are trying to prove something, and they can schedule a game on the fly. And before he's like, but, but, but travel, we figured it out. All right, Coastal Carolina and BYU found a way to schedule a game on a Tuesday in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Made it happen. You can figure this out. Right. With two weeks ahead of time where you leave this open, and I don't really care how good you are, a, a mediocre mid-major can schedule another mediocre mid-major. But if you want to really legitimately give these teams a chance to get in the playoff outside of just winning their conference, let them play each other. Survival of the fittest. All right, and I'll use – got to come up with two examples off the top of my head. East Carolina, who I think will be very good this year, let's say they're six weeks in, you're five and one, you have a win over NC State because that's who they play to kick off this year. Mm-hmm. And Boise State, leading the Mountain West, and they need a good win. Play each other. Mm-hmm. Play each other. Play it right in the middle of the year. Then you go back to your conference, you take care of business, get a spot in the playoff. That is the only way that you don't become completely irrelevant in these mid-tier little boom conferences. Right. Because, I mean, that's what a playoff's going to do. That's been the aberration, or, or the apprehension, excuse me, of non-Power 5 schools. You, you go to 12, we're never getting in this. Mm-hmm. Those six wildcard spots are going to come from the Big Ten, they're going to come from the SEC. Well, maybe, maybe. But the thing you have to remember about that is that when we play all these games, these teams play each other. Mm-hmm. So you're going to catch a, a Texas A&M, who I think the team's talented. They're going to have three losses. A three-loss team is not making the playoff ahead of you if you're an undefeated group of five that has a win over another champion in a conference like that. I would agree. I thought that was a brilliant idea. I, and I had never even kind of thought about it. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those things that I think you have to take certain things that we saw in the in, in the Rona times and use that for good down the line. This idea that you have to schedule non-conference games eight years in advance is stupid. It's stupid. How many, and I'll just use Florida State as an example, we have games that are scheduled for 2030. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the coach is going to be. I don't know what this program's going to look like. Hell, I don't know what conference we're going to be in. This doesn't make any sense. And especially with as much movements happening now, it takes care of a problem. Those two things by themselves take care of a problem. And then there was another one that I went, that could work. And it may have been the most brilliant thing that came out of this article. After the break, I'll tell you what it is.
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. The college football season is right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. We've already got the NFL preseason. Began last night with the Hall of Fame game. It is all getting going. And ESPN's Brain Trust, some of the writers got together to work on how to reimagine college football. And it came from the ESPN College Football Reporter. So it's Bill Connolly, Heather Dinich. David Hale, Adam Rittenberg, and Tom Van Heron. Moving college bowl games, uh, not the big ones, but the smaller ones up to the beginning of the season, changing the transfer portal window, all of these things. But the most brilliant thing to Jeremy was? Get rid of these FCS games. Get rid of these FCS games. Nobody is wanting to see this. And at this point, it's a problem because the major schools know we're not going to be able to do this. But they don't want to leave these schools out to dry. So they came up with an idea that I find to be absolutely brilliant. It would give you something to watch in the spring, and it would keep that check for the FCS schools. Okay. Stop having spring games. Spring games are stupid. They are stupid, vanilla, fluffy nonsense. Right. The Play red, the FCS white, teams. blue, white games, done. Play the FCS teams. Play a real legitimate game in the spring. This gives you something to watch. Stagger them over the course of the spring, which you do anyway. Mm-hmm. Now you got something to watch in the spring. Now you have a reason to talk about college football. Now you have a reason to talk about your recruiting class. Now you have a reason to talk about all the things. And it gives you a cutoff date for transfers. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's instead, brilliant. So instead of spring games, we could see these. Alabama versus Charleston Southern. That's where Georgia you play that. against Western Carolina or something like that. That's where you play that. And I think that is absolutely genius. The NFL has done an unbelievably good job of carrying their calendar across the entire year. There are six weeks where we have no football to talk about. And even then, you can conjure things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I see all the metrics for this show. I know when you disappear. Uh, baseball. 
Except with Caleb, because people like Caleb. Right. He's the knowledgeable one. You and I talk baseball, death. Mm-hmm. L-M-N-O, death. NBA, same thing. Mm-hmm. Some of it we have to talk about. But we know where this sits. We're not idiots. No, football is king. And so college football has a problem. Because, yes, college football, I would say, falls second in the pantheon of watching. Mm -hmm. College football beats the NBA. College football eviscerates Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, or any other thing you can throw out there. The problem is that it's only really, it only throws its elbows out there for about four months out of the year. Mm -hmm. You get the first week of September through the rest of the year, first two weeks in January. Then, death. We don't know who these high school kids are. Mm-hmm. The average college football fan doesn't care about the linebacker that played at some high school seven states away. Okay. They don't know who that is. Do we really need to see week two, three, sometimes week 11 of the season, one of these teams beat Southwestern Roast Beef Tech 70 to nothing? But here's my thought. This would crank up the number of early enrollees to the highest extreme. Because now if you're a freshman, I want to play in that spring game. You're not going to see a Bryce Young. I mean, he might play a quarter. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let him. He's not going to get touched. This is where you hype up the freshman. This is where you where, where you build all of these things because it gives you a reason to watch it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to watch a spring game where you can't touch anybody. See, that's the thing I would worry about is the other team coming in and wanting to try to make some sort of a statement and – does it ever happen? Being a little too rough. We do this every year. Mm-hmm. You ever see somebody get hurt when Clemson plays Georgia State or Charleston Southern? No, because nobody yeah, ever gets close there, to them. Wasn't there a story a couple of years ago when Charleston Southern played Florida State and Charleston Southern's players were going after knees and stomping on uh, stomping on running backs and things like that? Nobody I, got hurt to a point where it actually affected the season. Maybe not. I mean, because Florida State was bad. But still... Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it's a, it's a risk, and I think some coaches would not be wild about that. So idea. you're so doing it in the spring, doing this in April is in some way more of a risk than doing it in September. No, because you're going to treat it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your high end guys will play a series, or they'll play two series. Then you can hype up these other things. You can sell tickets, have people in the stadium, put it on CBS. It's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And it keeps the FCS guys still getting the check that they so badly need. But it keeps you from week one, and I'm not looking directly at the week one schedule right now, but it keeps you from having these just god-awful games. Right. I I, I just pulled it up. Have you seen the schedule for – It's technically it's week one, but it's really the week zero. Yeah. The best game you get – Saturday, August the 27th, is Nebraska at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's a lot of Duquesne at Florida State, Florida A&M at North Carolina, Vanderbilt at Hawaii. How in the world did an SEC team wind up going to Hawaii? Never mind. Because Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, that's not good. That's not good, and that's going to be a problem. And there's a reason that you don't see any of the highest-level teams in the country playing in that week because they know they don't have to. Mm-hmm. So you just take all the take all the nonsense away, take all the nonsense away. That's the beauty of realignment. Everybody, oh, it's a big scary. It's going to kill certain programs. Yeah, ones you don't consume right now, anyway. Hey, you know what time it is? It's draft time.
Top of the hour after the Sports Center update, we are going to get into the daily draft. Jeremy and I drafting against each other fantasy teams from the NFC West. The poll on the YouTube stream heavily in Jeremy's favor after he pulled the uh, double tight end back-to-back picks on me yesterday with Travis Kelsey and, and Darren Waller. So Jeremy will be picking first when we come back. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy inside the Ingalls studio here on ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Top of the third hour of the program, it's daily draft time. Jeremy and I will be drafting fantasy teams from the NFC West. This is the final divisional daily draft of the preseason. And I have the number one pick. Jeremy has the number one pick because the uh, the fine folks in the chat for the YouTube stream have decided that his team of Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Juju Smith-Schuster was better than my Justin Herbert, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Albert Okawebanam. Uh That was the killer right that there. That was the death. Uh, Javante Williams, Mike Williams, and Jerry Judy. Always have to watch old Jeremy because sometimes he'll just burn you. Yeah, he's 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 sneaky. A jerk. He's yeah. a jerk. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh welcome into the program and here we go. NFC West draft time. Jeremy, where are you gonna go with the all important number one pick? Uh there's only one first round pick in this entire division. So for me, it's really not all that hard. Okay. I don't think he's going to duplicate what he did last year, but he doesn't have to. He can be 80% of what he was last year, and I'm fine. Okay. Plus, he's the only one that I'm not really scared of his quarterback in any shape, form, or fashion. So with my first pick, I'm going to go Mr. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Interesting. I was not expecting that to be your first pick. No, I have a feeling that you. I have a feeling I know who you thought my first pick would be, and when you pick him, I will justify why I didn't. Okay, all right. So I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and take him. You justify why this was not your strategy because I feel like there is a one position where this league or this division one guy rules overall at one position, and it's George Kettle at tight end. And that's the one I thought you thought that I would take. I don't actually think there's that huge of a difference between him and Zach Ertz. That's going to sound crazy. It does sound Let me crazy. justify it. No DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Where does Zach Ertz fall in the pantheon of Cardinals receivers? Two. Mm-hmm. And that's at worst. I think he's one. Mm-hmm. Because Hollywood Brown has never shown the ability to be a consistent Number one. But we know he's going to get fed the ball. We know mm-hmm. Kyler is going to try to and so will key Zach in on Mar- Marquise Brown. And and so will Zach Ertz. But does that not allow the defenses to pay more attention to Zach Ertz? I don't think it matters. I mean, you've got enough guys like Rondale Moore and Marquise Brown to take. You're never going to double Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. 
And look, I'm not telling you that he's going to be phenomenal. I have him in the top eight uh, among tight ends in the NFL this year. Right. I worry about Kittle's workload because A, there is a step back in terms of passing attempts between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. I also feel like Brandon Ayuk is going to be enough of a problem. I don't know that you can sustain three high-level options in that offense. And I feel better about Ayuk than I do about George Kittle. Really? Injury issues. There's a slew of reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to slam the guy. He's still my three and, and in terms of tight ends. I just don't think there's that big of a difference. Do you have any concern about what's been going on in San Francisco in training camp? Kyle Shanahan having to shut down practices because the, the players keep fighting with each other and Brandon Ayuk's trying to square up with Fred Warner. And Does that concern you at all? Not in the least. Not in the least. Shows a little fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, training camp's not pleasant. This is not like a vacation. Right. You're, you're grown men, grown professional millionaires that are sleeping in dorm rooms. This this is not fun. So, yeah, I get that there – and there are a lot of guys on that team mm-hmm. that, you know, they're trying to prove a point. And, and I'll use Brandon Ayuk and Trey Lance as an example. These are guys that are trying to show the the, the fight. And I really don't worry about a lineman, a linebackers, none of it. It doesn't bother me. Yep. I, I just don't see how it's this grand negative. It's not like these guys hate each other. Just the, the hate of the moment. Things get a little feisty. Hmm. Okay. Second pick for Tank's team in the NFC West. I'm going to go with a wide receiver, Debo Samuel. I'll stick with the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll take all those, uh, you know, juicy little carries that Debo Samuel's going to get throughout the season. No, I don't blame you. I- I'm going to tell you, you took two players from a team that everybody is undervaluing Brandon Ayuk. On Monday, when the Mullet's Money Making Draft Kit comes out, <laughs> you're going to see a number, number next to Brandon Ayuk's name where you go, oh, that is a mess. Mm-hmm. Just a whole mess of targets and receptions for Ayuk. Okay. Your formula tells you that Brandon Ayuk's going to have a good year. It does. I don't know. And then my own personal. I don't know that I can buy that. I just still see Kittle and and Debo being the centerpieces of this offense, and Brandon gets whatever's left. And that's not the way this is going to go. I think they're 1A, 1B, and 1C. Hmm. And if you take the regression there, Look, a lot of Debo Samuel's the attractiveness of him is that he gets carries and he's a they they use him as a de facto running back at times. Yes, that makes me want to not touch him because he's not built like a running back. Mm-hmm. He's not built to do these things. This is the reason that he fought for that contract so aggressively, and it makes me nervous. I love Debo. Mm-hmm. I, I've been on the Debo hype train since he came out of South Carolina. I don't love this for your longevity. And you took two guys that, to me, have huge injury red flags. And I don't love how the, the situation that either has been put in. Okay. Now, I feel like there is a position where there is a huge advantage. Because I don't think his team's very good. Uh, now with the news of Matthew Stafford having a little elbow problem, I don't want to play this game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Kyler Murray. I know I don't love him. Really? I don't love him as a quarterback. He's going to put up stats. He's going to put up numbers. 
this team is going to be behind a lot. And if you count on James Conner to, well, at least to be able to run the ball. Okay. Right. I trust Sashimi at this point more than I trust James Conner. So that's actually where I thought you would go. A little go. bit of a curveball. I thought you would go Kittle Kyler. You didn't. No. So, you know, I'm feeling uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Good for you. Started out with Cooper Cup and Kyler Murray. Where do you go next? Well, I don't have to take a tight end. No. Because I don't think you'll take one. I don't think if I wait two picks, you'll take one. And even if you do, there's one that I don't love it. Mm -hmm. I'll take him if I have to. Right. I do believe there's a little bit of a difference between running backs in this division. And so I'm going to take the one that I feel the best about. Cam Akers. Mm -hmm. You tell me there's something wrong with Matthew Stafford's arm. I don't care if it's 3% worse than it was last year. That tells me Cam Akers gets fed. That tells me, with no Sony Michelle there now, now it's really just you and Darrell Henderson. All right. You're going to get fed. I saw enough in the playoffs of you are the guy that I said you were when you came out of college, mm-hmm. and I think this is the breakout year. Hmm. And I, I don't feel good was, about any other running back in this division, say, just so I, you know. I was going to celebrate massively. If you let Cam Akers go oh, back to me. Look look who you're talking to. I'm not letting <laughs> one of the only Florida State impact players in this league slide past me. All right. My turn with my third pick. And I feel like you have been left with the poop sandwich. With the poop sandwich? There is a huge yeah, but about every name you could say right here. Absolutely. I would agree with that. See, to me, this is one of the reasons that I so desperately wanted to win the last one because there's five players. Mm-hmm. There's a drop off a cliff at this point to me. Yeah, I don't know about the cliff part. I still feel like there is, there are good players in this division. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, there is a yeah but about everybody. I've already got Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I mean maybe I'll just maybe I'll just name this the uh you know the the Swiss Army. They'll have that little that 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 little uh cross next to their to their name all year long in the fantasy football because they'll be dinged up, they'll be injured, they'll be listed as questionable. Maybe that's maybe that's the name of the team, highly questionable. I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. I think he's going to have a big year this year. I think him being in L.A., Cooper Cup can't possibly have the same kind of year he had last year. No, and I would agree with that. I feel like Matthew Stafford's going to be okay. I'm not overly concerned about the tendonitis or whatever it is that he's dealing with in the arm. He'll be fine. They'll have him ready to go come start of the season. And Allen Robinson is a – I feel like he is an elite wide receiver in this league, but he doesn't get the credit for it. I would agree with that. Because he's been a great player on bad teams. And he's had terrible quarterback situations. This Absolutely. is the best situation he's ever been in. Absolutely. I mean, he was with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, still had a 1,000-yard season. I'm convinced the reason he took L.A.'s money and forced Miami's hand to go get Tyreek Hill – 
because Miami offered him a sizable deal mm-hmm. to come be the possession receiver on the other side of Jalen Waddle before they made the trade for Tyreek Hill. I'm convinced the reason he took LA's money, I don't want to deal with Tua. I've done the young quarterback thing. I don't yeah. want to do that again. No. And here comes my fear. My fear with Allen Robinson, A, he has had a propensity to be dinged up. I will say your team needs a a tremendous Cobra plan. Yes. I hope your insurance is not only paid, but I hope you went very aggressive on premium. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the lightning here. I still fully believe Odell Beckham Jr. winds up here. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, I only want the one that's different than all the rest, which is Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. I have avoided Allen Robinson at almost all efforts. Really? I've avoided him like grim death. Not because I don't like him. Because I think there is a possibility that you're currently taking him on the high side of the market, and the minute Odell Beckham Jr. signs there, his value gets cut in half. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just not worried about Van Jefferson. I'm not worried about Tutu Atwell. I would be worried about Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Only non-captain that was at uh, Sean McVay's wedding. I'm not telling you that that means a copious amount. Right. It means a little bit. All right, we've run up on the break. Hey, I get a break in between my picks here. Which means I have to sit here and try to guess what you're going to do next, even though I think I know what it is. You think you know. I think I know what it is. You think you know, but you don't You don't really know. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, the Daily Draft, and the NFC West continues next. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? It's daily draft time here in the Sportsocracy. Coming to you from the Ingles Studio, Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. Here are the rosters so far. Jeremy has Cooper Cup, who he drafted number one overall. Can't, can't really fault you there. Had a historic season last year. Then he goes... Kyler Murray, which was a curveball for me, because you talk smack about Kyler Murray more than any other quarterback in the league, other than not named Tua Tungabailoa. Not in fantasy, I don't. 
And then Cam Akers, his little Florida State uh, boyfriend. Not shocking there either. MVP quality running back. It's my third pick. My team started out with uh, what I feel is the most drastic difference between the number one guy at his position and the rest of the group in the division in George Kittle at tight end. Debo Samuel, second pick, and then I followed that up with Allen Robinson. Now it's time for my fourth pick in the daily draft. And I thought about it during the break, and while I might want to focus on another position, there's just one guy that I'm not going to let you have. And I don't care that he's going to miss part of the season. It's DeAndre Hopkins. I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins, and now I have Allen Robinson, Debo Samuel, DeAndre Hopkins. I am going to dominate you at wide receiver. Well... Not what you were expecting? That is not what I thought you were going to do, no. But again, that is not what first I thought six you were games going to of the season, I'll, you know, I'll have to come up with a, you know, another flex guy to throw in that spot. But once he comes back, if you're expecting a big year from Kyler Murray, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, the A1 since day one for, for Kyler. And I get that. I, I do fully get that. I do feel like you have overlooked something. Okay. You don't have a running back. I know. And so I am actually going to allow DK Metcalf to not get drafted. There you go. Because I'm back-to-back going to go Elijah Mitchell. Good for you. And James Conner. Okay. Congratulations. And no running backs for the Tankmas. Not true. Oh, this should be good. Mm Mm-hmm. Just wait. This should be good. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I don't love either of the running backs I just took. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're fine. James Conner's going obnoxiously high, but San Francisco's making it well known that Elijah Mitchell is the guy that that's their guy. Mm-hmm. We don't care that we took a running back in the third round. I'm still going to need you to explain that in 500 words or less. But these are the two guys. Yep. So to me, I have one. I have the number one receiver. I have one, two, three, and running back. And have the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hashtag winning. Nah. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't see it the same. Uh, so now you're left with having to draft your tight end. And you're left with a quarterback and a running back. Which is what made me feel just fine about doing what I just did. Mm-hmm. I, I am waiting with bated breath to see who this running back is that you feel good about. Because <laughs> I think I know who it is. Oh, absolutely. It's it's Kenneth Walker. Who I'm not even sure is actually the starter in Seattle. Uh, and even just, if he is, I'm not sure how good I feel about that. Just give it time. Just give it time. That is that the name? Like, like, if, if this was an actual fantasy team, would that be the name of your team? Just give it time. Just give it time. I got one guy that's suspended, one guy that doesn't start, three others that are made of popsicle sticks. Doesn't matter. Just give it time. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you, I'll happily take Kenneth Walker because he's going to be the starter on this team within a week. I'm not as sure of that as you are. I, long-term outlook, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're in a half point per carry, something like that, right. standard short system, see right. Chris out. Right. You have nothing to alleviate me putting eight people in the box. So mm-hmm. even if he's good, I'm just going to stack the box against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's quarterback time. So... I have Debo Samuel. 
I have George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Give me Trey Lance. Jeremy's been trying to convince me that Trey Lance is going to be a great fantasy quarterback. Okay. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's let, let's see. It's go time, Trey. Let's see if you're going to be that dual threat quarterback that's as good as everybody expects you to be. And, and I think you will be. I don't find there to be a huge discrepancy between Kyler Murray and Trey Lance. No. There's enough of one. Mm-hmm. Because there is a possibility that Trey Lance can't play dead in a Western. It's a chance. There is no shot that Kyler Murray can't play dead in a Western. Mm-hmm. I'm a little shocked you took him over Matthew Stafford. Well. You. Not so much that somebody would do that. I'm shocked that <laughs> you didn't do that. Well, I mean, look. Because you are a Georgia homer through yes, and through. I am. I am. But I wanted you to be able to say your piece about Trey Lance. And I love it, Trey Lance, and if it goes sideways, I can always pick up Matthew Stafford in the you know. I, I love Trey Lance. Wire. I love Trey Lance. <laughs> I can spend all my five dollars after a week if it doesn't look like Trey Lance is going to be anything worth having. And now for your tight end. Oh, it's Zach Ertz. That is the whole reason I was able to do what I want, what I did previously, because I knew mm-hmm. you couldn't take a tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have. You can't. You have to fill out your roster first. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah you had to take a running back position. and a quarterback. I knew exactly yeah. who you were taking. All right, so UDFA time. I don't think I'm going to say the name you think I am. Okay. I, I, I would almost bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life. I know what you're getting ready to say. Okay. Count it down. If we say the same name, nobody gets him. Three. Two, one. It's Rashad Penny. It's DK Metcalf. I know you. I, I mean, obviously, but now I had to cover. I had to cover my tail on the running back situation. And of course, it and, and I'll DK be honest with you, I don't even care who his quarterback is at that point. I don't care. No, I mean, I had considered taking him when I took DeAndre Hopkins, but there's that big question of. Is Geno Smith going to make this offense run? If I knew it was Geno Smith and not Drew Locke, I would feel so much better. I don't think there's much of a chance of Drew Locke being the starter on this team. I don't either. I, I, I don't either. I, I feel like Geno Smith is enough of a veteran game manager, and I saw enough of him last year, mm-hmm. where it's just good enough. I didn't want to waste a pick on it. But when it got to this point, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You did not say who I thought you were going to. Really? I thought you were going to say Tyler Lockett. No. Because he's the safer of the two receivers because you don't have to hit him deep. I I am completely out on, on Tyler Lockett because I feel like there's going to be a big focus on DK Metcalf, and I get, you know, Geno Smith ain't the, the down-the-field threat that DK Metcalf would want. But Tyler Lockett is the bustiest, the boom, boomiest and bustiest of wide receivers in the NFL. And now you're going to give him Geno Smith to throw throw to him? And I'm not going to lie, I kind of feel the same way about D.K. Metcalf. He might have a week where he's in the top 10 in fantasy points and the rest of the season is going to be dog water. And that's just what, what you get out of Tyler Lockett. Right. I also feel like he's safer in that offense. And than I feel like they they will, because of the quarterback situation there, they will lean on the running game. I got both the running backs, and so now I'm covered. 
And yeah, I, and for me, I'm looking at it going, if I was scheming this, I'd put eight in the box and go, Gino, you're going to have to beat me. Mm-hmm. But I don't think teams are going to have to do that to beat the Seattle Seahawks. No, it's entirely possible. So, your teams, Trey Lance, Kenneth Walker, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, and Rashad Penny belong to me. And uh, Go ahead. Sorry. And Jeremy ends up with Kyler Murray, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Zach Ertz, Elijah Mitchell, James Conner, and DK Metcalf. And now I need to I need to respond to a YouTube comment here. Okay, uh, Eric Miller said, "Jeremy, you need to watch some Seahawks games before you keep up this this BS with Tyler Lockett. He was the deep threat on that team. Was was the deep threat on that team. You start three receivers. Two of them can't run a route to save their lives. DK Metcalf and Dwayne Eskridge. Neither one of them can run a route. Right. What do you think Tyler Lockett's getting ready to do? He's the one player you have that can." actually hurt somebody underneath it's mm-hmm. exactly what he's getting ready to. i actually think he could have a hundred catches this year and it wouldn't shock me in the least okay we don't normally do this but if there was another player that we got another udfa well who who would you choose <laughs> i i feel like i beat you so savagely that i i, I genuinely would i would have considered doing something that is a little dicey because he's not technically on a team. Mm-hmm. Odell? I would have probably gone Odell. Really? I probably would have gone Odell. Because the chances are he's going to end up with the LA Rams. I will have him on every team I have in in all fantasy football leagues. Mm-hmm. If you let me take him last, I will continue to do that. And satisfied Browns fan said, but, but, Joe, but Bo Melton. Uh, second verse, same as the first two. <laughs> right. He can't run around either. Right. Super fast. Oh, yeah, you got a ton of guys. If this was a track team, the Seattle Seahawks would have one of the best 4 by 4 teams in the history of receiver rooms. No doubt. The problem is, when it comes to, I got to get four yards, it's third and three, I need somebody that can go over the middle and not just alligator arm this, and you got to get to the spot. Mm -hmm. You have a guy that can do that. If, singular if i had another udfa selection i yeah i would not have gone the odell beckham jr route but i might have gone with noah fant i wouldn't hate that because he's the other one that can do that see that's what i'm talking about he's the other one that can do that he's not a great route runner either i don't really care he's not a great route runner and and i'm a all right i'm gonna go off on a little bit of tangent okay Just give me a little platitude okay here. all right there are certain teams in the NFL that I know what you want to do because I've because your front office hasn't changed, your head coach hasn't changed, but then you start doing things that don't make any sense to me. That's Seattle. You look at Seattle, you are one of the only teams in the NFL that has a first and a second round pick wrapped up in running backs. You have three of your five starting offensive linemen are better run blockers than they are pass blockers. That tells me we want to run. You don't have one pass catcher on this team that could block me. DK maybe solely because he's so big. He is not, and this is a phrase that many people make fun of me for using all the time, a willing blocker. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. You like lining up with a tight end in line. So you signed Will Disley, who also can't block. Just throwing that out there. I don't know where that myth came from, but he can't. And Noah Fanta can't line up as a real tight end. So... 
do you see where the disconnect is in that? Like, okay, so you've you, everything is trended this way. We don't have Russ anymore. Game manager quarterback. We want to run. And you don't have any of the elements that actually make that happen. Those are the teams that make me want to pull my hair out at the root. There's about four of them. Seattle's just one of those. Like, you are steering in 14 directions, and I can't figure out which one you're actually going in. You are in the sportsocracy. We'll have the teams posted up on social media. You can vote there. We'll also have it posted, uh, the poll, on Monday so we can decide who gets the first pick in Monday's daily draft here in the sportsocracy. Now, shaking things up a little bit from the usual. Yeah, because we got a special guest coming mm-hmm. after the break. Right. So it's time for the most important lesson of the day. Don't do crimes. All right. Today's crimes. Today's crimes come to us, or or my story anyway, comes to us from the state of Washington, where a Linden Tire store burned down. Now, when the tire store burned down... The owner of the tire store told the first responders and the police when they responded to it, said he was filling up a generator with gas at the time when, shockingly enough, the tire store caught fire. Obviously, when tires catch fire, it's... It's a no good, very bad thing. Exactly. It's not going to go your way. Building, obviously, a total loss. Tire store, complete loss. Now this guy is left with, hmm, oh, trying to collect the insurance money. Yeah, you could probably see where this is going to go down. Um, here's the thing. If you're going to set fire to your own tire store, you probably need to make sure that you don't have security camera footage that can still be accessible after the fact. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. Because at uh, 11.09 p.m. on the night that the store caught fire the surveillance video shows the suspect spraying a fire extinguisher which of course you would do if the store's on fire you're gonna try to put it out problem is there was no fire when he sprayed the fire extinguisher i guess that was just to cover up like hey i used the fire extinguisher but it didn't work problem is the store didn't actually catch fire until about 13 minutes later the flames appeared practically out of nowhere The fire then, of course, got out of control. 23 minutes after he sprayed the fire extinguisher, investigators say that the suspect then called 911. So this is 23 minutes after the fire extinguisher, at least 10 minutes after the store had already caught fire, and then they did some investigating. This guy was five months behind on his rent. Oh, no. Five months behind on the rent, and he owed $34,000. He had already been evicted from the place by the owner who was leasing the property to him because he wants to put in a hotel and a restaurant, I believe, are going to go in that spot. Here's the other thing you don't do. If you're going to set fire to your own tire store, don't tell your neighbor you're going to do it. The guy also told his neighbor, I should I should just burn down Bolton Tire. And then two days later, the store burned down and he tried to claim the insurance money. Yikes. My story is from Pontiac, Michigan. 
home of the Detroit Lions. A 39-year-old woman has been charged with several felonies after she allegedly stabbed multiple people, including a 15-year-old at a house party. This person's name is Candace Wright McDonald, and she's a mother of nine. She was arraigned Wednesday, arraigned Wednesday. Nine? Nine. Okay. On four counts of assault with intent to do great bodily harm, less than murder, for an incident that happened a few weeks ago. They say she showed up at a house party, stabbed one man in the chest twice, and stabbed a slew of other people at a house party. Hmm. Would you like to know why she stabbed these people? Yes. Because she wasn't invited to the house party. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand hurt. getting your feelings hurt because the people, they're having a block party down the street and you just want to go have fun times with everybody. And maybe, I, I don't know Ms. Wright McDonald at all. I don't. But if you're somebody that stabs people because you didn't get invited to a house party, maybe that's why you don't get invited to the house party. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I mean, there are certain like, people that are stabby people. You, right. You don't invite those people to your party. Well, first off, I mean, I feel like having nine kids to begin with, that's going to drive you to stabbing somebody to begin with. I only have two, and I consider it every now and then. I'm not going to lie. You only have two, and there are days that I'm like, I, I need, I want a, a squirt, like a spritzer bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Right. Simmer. She also appears to be the woman that would put uh, cigarettes out on your couch. I mean, if you get your feelings hurt that bad and you start stabbing people because you didn't get an invite to the block party, cigarettes on the couch, that was a precursor. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. But when you stab a slew of people and many people saw you do it, why would you give a reason? Especially if that's the reason. Like, they didn't invite me, and I was very upset. I'd just go with I felt like it. Like, just at least steer into crazy. Maybe I'm just nanners, and I felt like stabbing somebody today. Right. They didn't invite me to their party. And? That's a stabbing. Uh, uh, and? Is there not more to that? Because that does not feel like a reason. Aggravating factor. Just, Okay. Don't, don't stab people. And and if they, if people invite you to their party, just go hang out with people that you know do want to hang out with you. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, ninety two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Yes, folks, don't do crimes. But if you do do crimes, our next guest might be the one that shows up at your house. This this guy is super impressive, and there is an initiative in Buncombe County that we're excited to tell you about coming up next i have gotten a lot better because i've dropped so much weight with the phd weight loss program phd has helped me lose over 80 pounds i'm close to the 210 mark and people are baffled i look so much different from when i started this program in november the weight has fallen off i don't have as many uh health issues and aches and pains as i used to shocker of shockers i was being weighed down by my eating habits. Thanks to the healthy program at PhD, I am a much slimmer Tank Spencer. I had gotten very lazy in my eating habits and I had I was never crazy large, but I was just always a little chunky. 
now I'm playing golf, sleeping better, all the things I've said. But now I've gotten to the point where people that haven't seen me in forever, they're noticing the change and that I look like I did 15 years ago. And that's all thanks to the plan and food at PhD Weight Loss. PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Go to myphdweightloss.com. Roots and wings. The two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. The Sportsocracy. This is G. Duggarell, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Welcome back to the Sports Hawkers here on 92.9, 880, and 1400. I'm being joined by a, a much more important guest than than what we usually do here. We you know, we talk about sports, we make jokes, we we have a fun time, but not very often do we get the chance to actually do some good. And that's what my next guest is doing. His name is Keenan Nesbitt. He's a member of the community outreach unit with the Buncombe County Sheriff's Department. Yes, that's me. So the my first question. And and in the lead up to this, it was one of the first things you said to me was that you are a diehard Florida Gator fan. I am. Yeah, I'm a diehard. Gator I, I'm. I, I like you enough in the lead up to this that that I won't. I won't. I won't judge <laughs> you for that. How do you become a Florida Gator fan? Because you're from here, correct? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Tryon, North Carolina. So I came a uh, Gators fan because uh, my aunt used to live in Charlotte, and so. Chris Lee, when he was in high school, I used to go down to my aunt, with my cousin, and watch Chris Lee play football at Independent. Chris Lee, one of the, for those of you who don't know who that is, he, he played at Florida, uh, one of the all-time great high school football players in, in the history of this country. Yeah, yeah. So I used to go down there and watch him, and then when he went to Florida, of course, you know, you become a fan of somebody, you kind of travel with them. And so when he went to Florida, I just kind of fell in love with that, with that orange and blue, man, and I've been there ever since. I have I have basically made an entire life out of hating the the orange and blue. But you you have been uh, in the lead up to this, you've been very nice uh, and very well spoken, which is uh, very rare for Florida graduates. Hey, you didn't graduate from Florida, all right? So I, <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm gonna have to revise that theory that it, it was just the graduates. The fans tend to be very wonderful. Speaking of wonderful, you are doing something very wonderful. With the community outrage unit of the Buncombe County Sheriff's Department, we talked about this yesterday. The Las Vegas Raiders, I think they stole your idea. Yeah, I believe and they, you I believe. told me your idea before theirs came out, so, yeah, so I will give you the flowers here. Yeah, I believe they. Well, it wasn't my idea; it was <clears throat> it was the sheriff' idea. So I believe they stole they stole Buncombe County Sheriff Quentin Miller's idea. If you didn't hear the show yesterday, Tank told a story about the Las Vegas Raiders are uh, doing a community outreach program where kids can go to select barbers that they have. 
okay. partnered with and, and do haircuts for the beginning of school. Right. Well, you're doing the same thing here in Buncombe County. Tell us all about it. Yeah, we're doing the same thing. Um, I would be a little better because we're going to actually grill. We're going to grill out for lunch for the kids. So, I, but, uh, I'm always anytime there's food at it, I'm always in. Yeah, that, that's the thing with me. Free food, I show up. But um, so we we're putting on two separate events. Um, the same the same uh, event, but just two separate locations. We're going to use AB Tech, and then we're going to use Carolina College of Hair Design, which is off Patton, and so. We'll be Monday, all our Mondays leading back up to school, we'll be at the Carolina College of Hattazon, and then all our Thursdays leading back up to school, we'll be at AB Tech. And so, yeah, man, bring your kids out, register them up, come out and have a good time with us, and, and build that community relation. So the, the phone numbers for these two, the, the uh, Patton Avenue College of Hair Design is 828-253-2875. AB Tech is 828-398-7670. Yeah, so cool. tell the listeners, how do you sign up for this program? So you'll call those numbers, and it'll take you to the front desk of both places, and then you just give the kid's name, and they'll give you a time, they'll give you a date, and you just show up. It's simple. It's, it's very simple. We're, we're huge fans of simple around here. Yeah. Uh, sure. And these are August the 8th, 15th, and 22nd from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Right. You register the the, the, the youngster, Correct. and then you take them to the, either AB Tech or the College of Hair Design on Patton Avenue. They will hook your child up with a, a, a very nifty haircut Oh yeah. For the, for the start of the school year. This is a wonderful program. It is, man. I, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm, I'm glad that uh, Sheriff Miller came to me with the idea. You know, I'm, I'm all about doing stuff for the kids, and, and especially, you know, growing up in a single household like myself. You know, I wish they'd done something like this would have helped my mom out. But, you know, so when I get a chance to give back and be a part of something, I'm, I'm all bored. I, I love that. We had an idea last year, and and you can, I'm going to be honest with you, there's two of you in here. All right, so yeah. uh, there's, there's Keenan and uh, Brian Burns, who's actually a lifelong friend of mine. And uh, a member of the Buncombe County Sheriff's Department. You guys are doing phenomenal things uh, with the outreach. We are going to, anything you do, you always have a place uh, to land right here to advertise these things. You're doing amazing things in the community. And I can't, literally, it it blows me away. Some of the, just some of the things you have told me that are coming up. Yeah, we got some ideas. You know, uh, Sheriff, he'll he, he get on his little, his little rampage and start spitting out some ideas. And I just have to get on my phone and put him in the notes and be like, let me... Let me just put this down and figure out how to plan this out. And so, uh, but we, we got some good ideas coming up, and we're going to try to keep these kids busy to, you know, to steer them away from the from the violence and stuff like that. As somebody that has a lot of ideas and my execution tends to lack, uh, I, I need somebody like Keenan to, to be my execution guy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, all right, I, I have to ask, uh, are you willing to commit to, to coming on this here program the week that Florida State plays the uh, Florida Gators. Man, I'd be glad to come up here. I'm I'm all the way in. Are you, are you willing to to get be ready for 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 what's going to happen though, right? Um. Well, here's the thing. I spent the better part of the first 20 years of my life being able to just throw my weight around with Florida State. We lost to Jacksonville State, like not Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville, Alabama State. Uh, and so I, oh. I cannot be as boisterous as I want to be. However, I do think there is, if we conspire together, we're two creative guys. I think we can find a charitable way to make this interesting. Oh, we will. We I'm, will. I, I'm all the way in. Keenan Nesbitt, 
Buncombe County Sheriff's Department Community Outreach Unit. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will put all these things out on our social media. Uh, they have been on the screen on the YouTube channel. We'll put those up again. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for joining us and all the things you're doing in our community. Thank you for having us here. Coming up after the break, we have a few more weeks until I get to go out of my mind lunatic picking games. But in the spirit of the show, I'm mad. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Dirty, perky, shark, back, flat. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Shark, back, flat, and Let the hate flow through you. I am the furthest thing from a prude. It's just not who I am. I want you to enjoy your life so long as you're not hurting others. However... Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers just can't stop talking. He went on the Aubrey Marcus podcast and basically said that his two back-to-back NFL MVP seasons were because he was using ayahuasca. If you don't know what that is, because I didn't know what it was, it's a psychedelic drug that's kind of like mushrooms. Aaron, buddy. Can you just not stop being weird? No. You already look like the bad guy in every Bond film ever made. Your receiver room is 12 years old. Stop heaping attention on your team. And I can't emphasize this enough. Just stop being weird. You're so weird. And the more you talk, the weirder you get. I'm mad. Come on. Doc Ellis once threw a no-hitter on LSD. Why is this so far out in left field to you? I I don't care that you did it. Don't go on somebody's podcast and talk about it. Why not? Why not? I I am the king of the league, and I have been doing shrooms to do it. I have been doing things. I have a man bun. It sets a bad bad example for the children. I don't even. For me, it's not even that. 
first of all, that's a whole other tirade for a whole other day. But if your children's heroes or athletes, you reevaluate. Uh-huh. It's just my personal belief. Right. But the fact that you go, you go on this show and you're talking about the benefits of the, it's the best days of my life being on psychedelics and it's given me a, a, a an unconditional self-love. Why does everything that comes out of your mouth get weirder and weirder and weirder? It's just because he's, uh, you know, he's he, he doesn't live a stress-filled life like you do, Jeremy. He finds a way to chill out. I have a glass cage of emotion. I am a stressed out individual. You are. I am. I'm wound tighter than a banjo string. Look, we say don't do crimes. And those are crimes. All I'm saying is maybe you should consider them something. No. <laughs> no crimes. <laughs> Steadfast in that. Good for you. We're all we're all I'm getting Nesbitt back here. You're you're advocating crimes. I mean, no. especially if you're rich, because you know you're gonna get away with it. No. I just don't understand. There are certain times that, okay, just don't say it. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this with Tyreek Hill, just effusing praise on Tua Tungavailoa. No good can come from this. So how do we? Uh, how, how does the NFL now move forward? Uh, can, oh, they they, don't. can they? Can they figure no. out a way to test for Ionescu or whatever the hell you just said? Ionescu? Yeah, what is it? You that's just a woman. Said? That's a WNBA player. I, apparently not anymore. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. That's You're talking you about said. Paige Bruckers. They're different people. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Uh, it's ayahuasca. <laughs> just, there are times that you have to just shut up. And as the veteran leader of the team, you have to know better than this. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, I can't emphasize this enough when I say, I don't care that you did it. I couldn't care less. You just care that he's just talking talk about Just talk less. This is a weird time for your team. You have a, a a very young team that I think is really good. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be talking about this with you. I want to throw out a congratulations, uh, a congratulations that um, you know probably wouldn't have got mentioned. Should have got it mentioned on the, just a bit outside the day, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. Knox County in Tennessee, they have reelected their mayor. Congratulations, Mayor Kane. Congratulations to Mayor Kane, Glenn Jacobs, who got reelected yesterday to serve a second term as the mayor of Knox County. I'll, every time we drive through Knox County, my boys are like, hey, hey, you think we'll run into Kane today? No, boys. I don't, I don't no. think we will. <laughs> I, I, don't just, I don't think he's just hanging around at the local bait and tackle right, shop. Right. When we drove through there on the way back from Chattanooga, and stopped at the dead end barbecue place. By the way, mark that on your uh, on your to do list when you're going through Knoxville. Dead end barbecue, fantastic restaurant. Just hoping, hoping that Glenn Jacobs would show up. But congratulations to Glenn Jacobs. Everybody have a great weekend this weekend. We will be back with you on Monday, where we have uh, a full week of football. Yeah, can't wait.